Welcome to today's episode of Work Life Harmonized. As always, I bring you someone special to me who will be special to you within 30 minutes. As you all know, Work Life Harmonized is the goal, the destination, and the way to get there. And today's guest, Karen Samonson, not Salmon, we're going to talk about why not Salmon, is a leading behavioral change expert. She's also a best-selling author. I pray you've read some of her books. If not, we will include all of them. There are many in the show notes. She's also a serial entrepreneur with 2 million books sold, as well as courses with 1.5 million followers. Maybe you've read some of her columns, Psychology Today. You've heard of Oprah. We welcome you, Karen, prolific extraordinaire. Help us. <laughs> Oh, so great to be here. I'm so I I love everything you're doing, your energy, your fun spirit, everything. Well, that means a lot coming from you. So the way I found you was I had read one of your posts around ditching beast mode for your best mode. And I immediately resonated with you and knew my listeners would too. How'd you do that, given how many books you've written, how many courses you lead, and as a behavioral change expert, how'd you do it? And how do you keep doing it? Well, first of all, you you got it. Sometimes you have to read, sometimes you have to reach to hell with this, to get to post to hell with this, right? <laughs> you have to get into like crisis pain, you know, to wake up and go, this is not sustainable. I am not enjoying this, you know? So, I mean, because change is scary. People don't want to go to um, the new and the unfamiliar. They'd rather stick to the familiar. Like sometimes people's comfort zone is discomfort, but because it's their comfort zone, they just stay with the discomfort. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it sideways, but I think you understand. So I guess I just reached the point where I'm like, no, this isn't working. And I guess it helped that I'm a mom too. And if I'm running low on energy, I I don't have the energy to play with my kid. And in some ways, as a mom, I kind of like want that. You know, for me, I can... I was like, I guess I was willing to suffer for me. But when it started to interfere with like, oh, I'm too tired, you know, or something like that. And that's what beast mode can do to you. And But I was proud of my beast mode. I was proud of it, that yeah. um, how much I could accomplish in a day. Yeah. You know, when you're in beast mode, you kind of wear your busyness with pride, you know. So and and then I was like, you know what? I, it hit me, and I guess also because I'm a word person too as a writer, I thought, I don't want to be in beast mode. I want to be in best mode. Like I said, it sort of like as a joke kind of a thing, but then I'm like, you know what? There is a difference. And then I started to think about it. I'm like, yeah, I want to be in best mode, not beast mode. And so I started to think what that meant and why beast mode is not best mode. Because they're very different, you know. How so. are they different, Karen? Tell our listeners, because I believe there's a blurry line for many of us and them. I'm kind of like you, because I used to say I thrive in chaos. And guess what I did, except for the thriving was a lie. So when I cut the chaos, I started to be way more productive, more joyful, giving more value to others, receiving more value in exchange it's a blurry line. So, so talk to us about how to know which mode you're in. Maybe that's a good right. way to help people. 
Yeah. Well, beast mode is like maximum everything, maximum effort, maximum speed, maximum output. And it's great for like short-term things. Sometimes you have to be in beast mode for like a short-term time-sensitive thing, you know, or something that's uh, like a true crisis that you have to deal with that it's very effective. But um, it can lead to burnout if you if you do it for longer than like a short period of time. And best mode is more about like, you know, being balanced and, and being mindful of how you're living. And it's, it's having like really doing things with meaning and purpose and appreciation and like being aware of things, like taking slow moments to enjoy things and valuing your solitude and your those little moments with your friends and your loved ones where it's not about accomplishing anything. It's just about being fully present. And that's, I think, what leads to the best times in life, I think. So that's very inspirational for most of us who haven't quite arrived where you are. So in order for our listeners to be aspirational, in particular, our up and coming women that we're working really hard to lift up and rise up and support to ditch the beast mode, to have more of that best mode. What would you say to the aspirational women that will help them flip that switch the way that you're describing, what will they feel maybe inside themselves? Well, you'll feel more fulfillment, you know? Uh, And I I also think it comes with redefining what success is, you know, because there are a lot of wildly wealthy people out there that aren't happy necessarily. Like, so your definition of success doesn't have to be like just based on, you know, money, 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 or achievement, 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 like balance, like success is like having a, like a balanced life and not just, you know, all those trophies of life, you know, the status of life. It's not about like Instagram highlight reels. It's, it's about, again, the, like those little moments with your, your loved ones and even just with yourself or just relaxing, reading a book, you know, those are moments of achievement. If you've managed to find the time for those, then you're pretty successful, you know? So we're redefining success. So it includes contentment and emotional connection and, and mindful awareness and, and some solitude time. So the contentment's a beautiful concept that most of us, again, are inspired to aspire to. And our listeners many times will ask me, hey, Dana Mahina, how do I even conceive of having more contentment in my life? They're busy. They're maybe a single mom or maybe out on their own for the first time post-school, or maybe they're out of a shitty relationship and they are really feeling like they have to do it all, be it all, all at one time, back on the hamster wheel. What would you say is maybe the first step you advise women in that behavioral change that you help them to achieve? What do they do first if they're really caught in it still? Well, I think you have to be 
you have to be aware of where you're um, you're wasting time, like do a time audit with your life and become aware if you can nip and tuck like a little less Netflix or wake up a little bit earlier, you know, become aware. Like they do that, like for people that, that aren't aware of how much they're eating. When you write it down, you're like, oh, oh, that's, you know, you, you keep a food diary, but keep a time diary. Like be aware of where your energy is going and value your energy and your time a little bit more. And when you start to see that, then that can really help you. And um, and then also, I I like mornings as your trajectory for your day. Use your AM to like aim you in the right direction. And so, I I think that you not only need like a to do list, but a to do what matters most list. And you know, you wake up in the morning, and, and this is going to be a little complicated, but I think your people can get this. But I have a journal exercise that I love. I wake up in the morning and I write at the top of my journal, who do I need to become to get everything I want in my life? And then I write down my core values, right? Because as a behavioral change expert, got to tell you, core values, a core value-driven habits, identity-driven habits tend to stick around longer for an first I'll explain what they are and then I'll explain why they're more effective at creating lasting change in your life. If you write down, um, who do I need to become? I need to be peaceful. I need to be calm. I need to be self-loving. I need to be loving. I need, you know, all of those things. And you look at your to-do list and it's just like work, 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 work. And then you're not being any of those things. Then you have what's called cognitive dissonance. We're like, wait a minute. I value love and connection. Look at my to-do list. It doesn't have any of that on it, right? So what you want to do is first tap into the core values that you really love the most for yourself and make them part of your identity. And then you create identity-based habits. Like I'm a loving person. And so I, um, and then you think about it, I, I, call my friends, you know, I text friends when they're sick or whatever it is, whatever's going on in your life that you could think about for that day. And then you put it on your to do what matters most list. And you're like, today, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, And you just take those moments to do that. Or you think to yourself, I'm a person that values peace. And if you're going a million miles an hour, and then there's that cognitive dissonance and you're like, wait, this, this is not who I really want to be. And it can help you to slow down. So cultivating mindfulness, awareness of like how you're spending your time. If you're being the person that you really want to be, that kind of mindful awareness. This is possibly the best advice we've ever had on this show from someone in your field because you made it so clear and so simple. And Karen, you took so many concepts that we have explored on the show, including my own tools and even videos. And I love what you just said. So for all of our incredible listeners, remember, if you're driving, do not do this right now. If you're not pulled over, don't do this exercise. If you're listening, digitally streaming and online, I want you to do this exercise right now. I want you all to take three minutes, get those timers out, your Apple watch or your phone or old school for those of us that are analog versus digital. 
time three minutes and do what Karen just said now. Even though it may not be the first thing in the morning for you, I want you to get this exercise. Who do I want to become? She didn't say Oprah, even though maybe some of you want to be Oprah. Good luck with that. And she didn't say become her or me, Dana Mahina or Karen. You become your best you, if I understood you correctly, Karen. And it's those attributes and individual core values that are who you want to become and look for the mismatch of how you're acting versus who you want to be. Did I get the lesson? You got the lesson. Yeah. Core values. I got to start doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I need the help. Wow. So the hardest one for our listeners that I have experienced over the four years of having this show, which is such a gift to me to learn from them and learn from all of our beautiful guests like yourself is that as women, we aspire to be someone else. Some people will say, well, I got to be more like Oprah or Sheryl Sandberg or I don't know, Maya Rudolph. Again, good luck with that. Somebody may be aspirational for you and maybe some of their attributes you aspire to be. I would really caution you to hear and feel what Karen's saying, which is, Instead of a person or a role model or a muse, what are the three attributes, contentment, peace, freedom, loving? That is a game changer. And it's happening in real time on this show. I told you, less than 30 minutes. Harmony. (laughs) Love it. Wow. Okay. And if, if our listeners want to learn more, We're not wrapping. I just feel like this is the perfect time to ask you if they want to learn more about finding more of your great advice and insights and wisdom. What's the best place for them to find you? Well, my name is Karen Salmonson. Everybody mangles it and says Salmonson. So my website, I'm always going not salmon, not salmon, not salmon. So my website is not salmon.com, like not the fish.com. And I have um, courses there like the anxiety cure course that has everything in it from, you know, modern psychological tools like CBT and DBT and NLP to guided meditations inside the course. And then I have uh, managed and avoid drama llamas, which is about dealing with toxic people and learning to say no and having boundaries and uh, having courageous conversations. And then I have um, my Make Profitable courses without the Overwhelm course, which helps entrepreneurs uh, to make their own course, something that's their passion or their expertise. I have I have eight different courses altogether. And that's lots of books, tons of books. Let's talk about some of those books right now. You have some very fun, sexy, juicy titles of your books. And you've written how many books? Have you lost track? I've lost track. I really have because I've been doing it for so many years. I have a lot of books and different categories, all different kinds of categories. I love writing. But remember, I was in beast mode. Now I'm in best mode. So back then I would, you know, I was doing a lot of books. Tell us about one of your personal favorite books that you've written and why. Um, I, I, my, one of my first selfie, healthy books, uh, How to Be Happy, Damn It is one of my favorites. That one just kind of came to me. I realized that, you know, I, this was many years ago that I did this before there was curse words and book titles for, you know, personal development books. This was like back in the year 2000. And I was reading all these psychological books because I love reading and learning. 
And sometimes I'd be embarrassed to read some of the books in cafes because they were like corny titles. And so I'd rip off the covers. And then I thought there should be self-help for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing self-help or self-help that you could give to a friend as a gift and they're not going to punch you because the book looks kind of cool. So I came up with that idea and then I put together How to Be Happy, Damn It, with my favorite psychological insights and strategies. And I also designed it because I'm a designer. And um, and then that book came out and it was a big bestseller. It was Urban Outfitters bestseller for a bunch of years in a row and other you know bookstores also. And um, and then I did more types of more self-help for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing self-help after that. So I write a lot about happiness. I write a lot about resiliency, psychology. I write a lot about um, calm and, you know, how to manage stress. So I've, and even I've written about longevity. I find something that kind of is an area of my life that I really want to get better at. And then I'm a research geek and I just research the heck out of it and interview people and read studies. And and then I take what I've learned and I have a way of writing things up with simple and easy to understand metaphors. And just I make it kind of fun and simple to figure out how to change your life. And real, I will say, and I'm having a real time moment. I bought that book at Urban Outfitters probably 10 years ago. And I am now realizing that's probably the first time I was introduced to you. I just didn't realize it till right now. That was one of my favorite stores. Every time I'd go to San Diego to visit family and friends, and now I have a kid who lives there, kid who's 23. I love that book, A Cynic's Guide to Spiritual Happiness. Yes. Yes. That's my book. That's my book. Oh, we were meant to meet. (laughs) It's funny because sometimes the title overshadows my name. So people have said they'll meet me and they won't recognize my name per se, but then I'll say how to be happy, Demi. They're like, I own that book because it sold a lot of copies. It was a big bestseller. So that's so cool that you bought it. That's That's so so cool. cool. And it's so cool to be of like mind and spirit in that if we are not a little bit funny about all this shit, Oh gosh! What, yeah. What's the damn point? And you can't say "damn it." You can't even believe what's coming out of my cover. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we hide the eye with the shoe. Starts with B, ends with itch. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I have to just shout out another book that I ordered because I wanted to have the physical book called "How to Make Your Man Behave in oh Twenty One Days or Less Using the Secrets of Professional Dog Trainers." That is hysterical. Yet. For moms and wives and partners, I got to tell you, this book has incredible advice. It is funny and tongue in cheek, but it's spot on and it's short and it's quick and you can digest it in 35 minutes to an hour and start practicing now. Yes, those practical, actionable life hacks and tips and tricks. Get them now. So we're going to include everything in the show notes because you're helping my life and I just physically met you. So um, what a blessing. All right. So before we have to wrap, I do want you to share with the listeners, if you were to give advice to your younger self in beast mode, knowing you're going to get to best mode at some point, what would you tell your beast mode younger self if you knew then 
what you know now? Um, well, to breathe. <laughs> Things will get done when they need to get done. And maybe to practice the word no more, to have more boundaries and know when to say no to things because um, that gives you the time to have your best life is you don't take on everything. You don't have to take on everything, you know? Yeah. We just finished an executive retreat and a woman said her Harvard soccer coach said to her, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. I yep. thought that was pretty good. That's very good. Definitely. Definitely. I was told when I was raising my kids as a single mom to say, what between N and O do you not understand? And they would That's just funny. laugh at me. Like they, yeah. And they would laugh at me. So it wasn't effective. <laughs> so in order to help the listeners wrap today's show, Karen, what's the best way to say no when you really are struggling? How do you help people to say no, to empower their no? Um, well, maybe it is going back to your core values again. Like the more you're, you feel right in saying no, the easier it is to say that tongue twister. You know, you're like, if you really like value your peace and your alone time or your time with your check kid or family or whatever, and you really think about that, what really matters to you, then you have more like a strong enough why helps you like why power instead of willpower. Like when you really know what matters to you, then it's easier to say no. Do you still struggle with it yourself ever? Or do you kind of have it down just so we know where we're headed? Because <laughs> we want to be more like you. Oh, gosh. No, I mean, of course, all of this. I am like forever perpetual student of life. And of course, I struggle. Of course, I do. Yeah. You know, I'm getting better. Yeah. But everything is also like, five steps forward, one step backwards, six steps forward, three steps, but you know, there's, you know, and if you're, if you're going, you know, there's different times where you feel stronger and different days and you're not, and you know, it's all, it's all a bumpy journey. It but is. I'm it always is. learning and growing and that's what matters. Like I'm always trying to, figure things out. If something is stupid that I did, then I try not to be doing it a second time, you know? That is also very good advice. So for our listeners that are struggling with their no, give yourself a break. We talk about grace a lot on this show. If Karen can't do it all the time, no one can. And, you know, we're a work in progress. That's what makes the best change experts and coaches, teachers, trainers, mentors, even for your best friends. If they aren't a work in progress and they seem to have it all figured out, dig a little deeper because they don't, y'all. No one does. No one knows everything about anything, okay? I'm just saying. That's not my quote either. That's the founder of Ancestry.com. Shout out, Paul. Good job on that. Brilliant man. And that's what he said. We were both giving a talk one day and he was the keynote and I was secondary. And of course I was like, thanks for opening for me. Cause I was so nervous <laughs> to follow him. <laughs> and, and one of the last things he said, because, you know, psychologically, the last thing you say, people will remember first many times. Right. And he said, no one knows everything about anything. So if you yourself, dear listeners are not feeling like you're a growing, learning, open, work in progress, 
that's something to look at too, isn't it, Karen? Absolutely. Definitely. Be gentle with yourself. I mean, we're all, the purpose of life is to learn and grow. Like we're not, you know, like that's, and if you don't take risks and you won't make mistakes, so I'd rather make mistakes and take risks and try new things, you know, so. Even when Karen said, listeners, if I do something stupid, she didn't sound mad at herself. I just want you all to oh, play that God. section of the podcast no, and I back. Even use the exaggerated word stupid because it's sort of a funny word. Like I've That's sort of stupid. said it like, you know. It's Let's all do it. Silly. Stupid. Yeah. Right. Right. And it wasn't mean spirited to herself. And if you were able to see her, most of you will only be hearing her. I just want you to realize there was no pain in that. That was again. I laugh at myself. I just laugh. Why not? Life is too short to take yourself seriously. I mean, I take a moment, you know, first, (laughs) but then I wind up laughing at myself for sure. I really wish this show was longer. I would love to wrap today with the two minutes of calm. Will you just explain at least to the listeners how to get themselves calm or centered in just a matter of a few minutes? How do they even start to do that? If they're all wound up and frantic, how do they calm down? I want, Listen, I have a bunch of books and courses on that, but if I, I was going to give somebody something, I, I'll give you this this quirky one. And that is, you know, when people in yoga class where you do, um, um, that's supposed to work. The vibration that it gives you actually has like, they've done studies and that vibration can calm you. But because I like neuro-linguistic programming also, which is when words help you, like they can change your mindset and everything. So I do it with the word calm, calm and then i get um and calm so like that's one things i just do calm and then you have to feel it vibrate you have to do it long enough that you feel it vibrate calm and then it can help you it reminds you to be calm and then it does the little vibratory thing that helps you to get calmer does it help to actually sort of touch your like throat at the bottom towards the middle of your clavicle because i feel like that might help like a touch point calm yeah and then you could be aware of the vibration when you do it you're aware of the vibration and breathing exercises and all different kinds of things even you know your all your different senses can help you like taking a moment if you have um something that smells really good and just taking a moment to just smell something that puts you in a moment of mindfulness you know so different senses can also be used as grounding tools So shout out to Dr. Bronner's. You need to sponsor my show. We'll talk about that later, Dr. Bronner. Lavender organic hand sanitizer is my latest life hack because it cleans your hands, smells delicious. And if you spray it, I don't know if that'll pick up the sound. It might. You can put it on your hands to clean them, then go and smell it. And it's amazing. So I'm with Karen on the senses. Use them all and let's be multifaceted in how we approach things. Because it didn't take time at all. And, oh, now I'm going to go practice calm. (laughs) I like that. I like that very, very much. Well, this show has been now one of my top favorites. I can already tell you when we do our best of show, you're going to be on it. I've already decided in real time because this was so practical and inspirational yet for aspirational people they can connect to what you're saying you gave so many tips and tools and tricks traps to avoid that's the name of this game 
once again, where do people find you if they want more Karen? Oh, not salmon.com, like not the fish, not salmon.com. You can find everything there. And, you know, not salmon on, on Instagram and Facebook too. We are so, so grateful. Hawaiian style. We say aloha and thank you. And we say to all of you, especially you, Miss Dear Karen, until next time, a hui ho. Thank you.